We're in the city of Tulcan in Ecuador. It's a cool, misty day, as it very often is in Tulcan. And we are high up in the mountains, 9,000 feet, and just a quick hop from the border with Colombia. So raincoats on, hoods up, we're walking around the city. And we come to an entrance of a labyrinth. This labyrinth is made of green sculptures. They're carved so finely they look like stone covered with moss. But up close, you can see that they're alive. This dense maze is created by lush green hedges. An herbal, evergreen smell fills the air around you. This isn't just some park. This is a cemetery, one so beautiful Its creator once said, it invites one to die. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we are taking you to a paradise for the dead. The Jose Maria Azael Franco Guerrero Cemetery in Tulcan, Ecuador. That story after this. time I took a road trip. How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail, from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. It's December 1923, and a massive earthquake hits Tulcan. The earth shakes violently, 12 times in 24 hours, and the whole town is devastated by the quake. The church collapses, the military barracks are destroyed. Some estimates say that more than 150 people were killed. Hundreds were injured. And as the death toll rises, a very practical problem presents itself. The town cemetery has also been destroyed. So Tukon needs a place to bury its dead. So the mayor calls on Tukon's park director for the job. He's a young man named Jose Maria Azael Franco Guerrero, and we will call him Jose Maria from here on out. Not much is known about Jose Maria's early life. He was born in a small village near Tulcan called El Angel, and had been trained in horticulture by a teacher who spent time in the United States. At the time of the earthquake, Jose Maria had done just a few small park projects around Tulcan. But nothing could compare 
to what he was about to do. Because Jose Maria decided to remake this cemetery into something absolutely otherworldly, launching a nearly 100-year-long art project that continues to this day. It's beautiful. It's not like a cemetery. It's like a park because you can find people walking around. You can find teenagers, people in love. This is Luis Alava. He is a school teacher and a travel blogger from Ecuador. And Luis is right. This is not just any cemetery. It's a place so beautiful that people don't come here just to mourn. They come here to hang out. You can find people praying too because it's a cemetery. But it's strange because you feel that the death is there, but people don't be interested in about that. They are walking and talking and people taking pictures. Tulkan Cemetery is not just a resting place for the dead. It's filled with over 300 sculptures made from cypress trees, carved into these beautiful geometric forms that tower over the park's human visitors. In English, these are called topiaries. In Spanish, they have a more poetic name. Esculturas en verde, or sculptures in green. In fact, a lot of spots in the cemetery have names that feel like miniature poems. The cemetery split into two sections. The first part, the oldest part, came directly from Jose Maria's hands. It's called the Altar de Dios, or the Altar of the Gods. In the Altar of the Gods is the first cypress tree that Jose Maria ever planted here. It's called the Camino al Cielo. It's a tall, swirling tree carved into a shape like a seashell. It winds up and up from the ground to the sky. And in fact, its name translates to the road to the heavens. Looks a little like a twisting flame, maybe a little like a ice cream cone. It's all up for interpretation. For me, it's like a Christmas tree, something like that. It was the, the first tree there. Remember, this living sculpture was made all the way back in the 1930s. And you can still see it growing in the shape that Jose Maria intended nearly 100 years later. So that was the first sculpture. And afterwards, Jose Maria made more and more. Beyond the road to the sky, the cypress sculptures in the Altar of Gods are packed tightly together, like the walls of this dense maze. And as you duck into this labyrinth, walk underneath the low-carved cypress archways through its hedges formed into masks and giant pottery, the rest of the cemetery just disappears from sight. Sometimes you can feel a little afraid because it's a little dark. So, so in the other part, you can find the, the graves, you can, you can see the people, you can see other things. But in the first part, it's a little difficult to see other people. You feel alone. Shortly after the cemetery was opened to the public in the 1930s, one of Jose Maria's sons was born. His name was Benino. And when Benino was around seven years old, his dad began taking him to work. At first, it didn't seem like Benino would take over his father's legacy. He left for Ecuador's capital, Quito, to become a teacher. But eventually, he was drawn back to the sculptures. For decades, he worked alongside his father in the park. 
Creating sculptures out of cypress trees requires patience and time. Jose Maria would plant the trees and then wait for four years before making his first cuts. Even after fully sculpted, the cypresses needed to be trimmed every few months with these giant hedge clippers. Otherwise, they would overgrow and become wild. If you think about it, if you're carving a sculpture out of marble, you just make it and then walk away. You're all done. But these cypress sculptures have needed constant tending and constant care for 100 years. But if they have that, they can keep going for 500 years. In 1985, Jose Maria died and, of course, was buried in the cemetery. Afterwards, Benino kept a watchful eye over the cemetery and even began expanding it. A new artist was brought in, a young man named Lucio Reyna. And Reyna set out to create another set of topiaries. This section became known as the Parque de los Recuerdos, or the Garden of Memories. Here is a whole menagerie of figures, of animals, of people, There's an elephant kneeling, its trunk curled back onto its head. There's a toucan with its big beak proudly thrust forward. My favorite was uh, the head of a bird. It's a parrot. So you can find details of the parrot. It's something like, I I don't know, I'm not sure it's about Inca or Aztec, the the parrot, but have that uh, characteristics. So I love that cypress. If you're near a computer, you should go check out some photos. They are amazing. There are figures of people, like a religious man wearing a tunic with a cross on it, an Incan warrior, figures crying or smiling with their cheeks puffed up with air. Many are in styles inspired by pre-Columbian art in Ecuador. Even in his old age... Benino could be found daily in the park from 8 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, holding his giant pair of hedge clippers and dutifully tending to these sculptures. Benino finally passed away in 2014, and he, just like his father, is buried in the cemetery he helped create. The artist Lucio Reyna is in his 80s now, and even though he's also retired, he can still be found in the cemetery as well checking in on his sculptures and telling stories to the visitors. Over the year, the cemetery has become a major attraction in Tulcan. Around 80,000 visitors from all over the world come each year. It's home to some notable residents, too, like the two scientists who, in 1900, measured the line of the equator. But of course, its most famous resident is the man who built it, Jose Maria Franco. The cemetery was even officially named after Franco in the 2000s. His epitaph is a nod to his creation. A cemetery so beautiful, it invites one to die. But even if you're not there to die or visiting a famous grave or scoping out a future burial spot, you can still just enjoy the peace and serenity that the cemetery's art inspires. Travel blogger Luis Alava told us it is just a great place to sit and think. Maybe it's the peace that you can feel in the place. And you forgot that you have the grave around you, but it's a very good place, sincerely, for to think about your life, to think about what you want to do. It's a good place. 
Special thanks to Luis Alava for telling us the story of the Tulcan Cemetery today. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249, equal housing lender, loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.